1: Boy, it didn't take long for another object to basically breach U.S. airspace, and this was another stunner. What is your reaction to all of this, and why do you think they're happening so often now? We still don't know what the second object is, but if you're just joining us, my goodness. We found out in the last few hours that now a second intrusion has happened in just about two weeks, coming through Alaska, this one coming sort of from the north. The other one was sort of coming a little bit sort of traversing, if you will. This one didn't get across the country, thank goodness. And this time the president had the cojones to decide to shoot it down. Boy, I think that's clearly a reaction to the last one because, boy, was he laid on the draw on the last one. Hey, let's let the last one go all over the country, traverse everywhere, Uh, get as much intel as possible, and then let's shoot it down after it's gotten all the intelligence over our secret sites. That's really a smart move. Well, that's what happened on the last one, that Chinese balloon. And now they won't even say what the second one is that they had to shoot down today. All they know, they say, at least publicly, that it was an object that was at a high altitude. It was at about 40,000 feet And they decided to take it out. So why didn't they do that with the first one, guys? And who do you think the second one belongs to? Do you think that it actually is the Chinese again? Are they taking advantage of us yet again? Or is it another country that says, boy, the U.S. is a bunch of suckers. Look at the way they handled the first one. Let's just send it a whole bunch more. It really makes you wonder what the heck is going on. And it sure makes you basically say Biden's weakness has invited neer do and people trying to push the mark. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is China again who says, ah, he really didn't do anything with the first one. Let's try another one. Boy, are they make a mockery of us if indeed it's them or if it's somebody else. I mean, it could be Russia, too. Who knows? Uh, but there's a lot of people who might want to test our airspace. And certainly if they look at our southern border, now they know that our northern airspace is also pretty damn vulnerable, too. And, boy, is that a sad state of affairs. one 800 848 one 800 And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. What are your thoughts tonight? Why do you think the second object came in? Who do you think is behind the second object? Why do you think they're calling it an object? Don't you think they know what it is? And why won't they call it by name? Why won't they say if it is a balloon or if it's a drone? Um, They should know what it is. They knew it was unmanned. They said they flew by it for a while. They figured it out. And then they also decided, you know, okay, it's all right for us to take it down. So they clearly came close enough for us to be able to see it and for us to be able to get a sense of what it is. So why don't they call it something other than an object? Is it something they've never seen before? That's another thing. It makes you wonder, is it something that is so high-tech or so bizarre that they're just calling it some generic object? And again, who do you think's behind it, and why do you think it is happening now? Do you think this is sort of part two of the whole balloon episode? Is this spy balloon part two, episode part two and the Chinese behind this one as well. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222. one 800 1st off, this is the way it comes out. Don't you love it? There's a breach of our airspace yet again. Basically, same location in two weeks' time, right? And so this happens. You would think the White House would start a briefing right away. Hey, 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 I have big, big news. No, they didn't even do that. John Kirby former head of national security now the one of the spokespeople there at the white house right he comes out and he starts a press briefing about something totally generic and then a reporter says hey by the way there's this kind of chatter that's going on social media of yet another intrusion into the u.s airspace and everyone in the room's like what's going on and he's like oh yeah uh we shot down one just a few hours ago I mean, what was he hoping it was going to like sweep under the rug like they handled the last one? Are you kidding me? Here is John Kirby and his very kind of apathetic, lackluster, oh, let's just kind of slide it right in. Take a listen to this one. So I can confirm
2: that the Department of Defense was tracking a high altitude object over Alaska airspace in the last 24 hours. Out, uh, the, uh, the object was flying at an altitude of uh, 40,000 feet and posed a reasonable threat. To the safety of civilian flight. Out of an abundance of caution and at the recommendation of the Pentagon, President Biden ordered the military to down the object. And they did, and it came in, inside our territorial waters. Uh, those waters right now are frozen, but inside uh, territorial uh, airspace and over territorial waters. Fighter aircraft assigned to U.S. Northern Command took down the object within the uh, last hour.
1: And. John Kirby, as you just heard, he said they downed it like so the whole press room's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, you just downed it suddenly. That sure doesn't sound like the way you handled the last one after it traversed across the country and went over all our su- secret nuclear and other facilities. Remember, it went over the location where our B-52 bombers are, uh, where all the ICBMs are. It went over all the key sensitive military sites. And we know that that one was a Chinese spy balloon. They've made no bones about it, the U.S. government. This one, they say they don't think it's that, but they think it's something. And they clearly thought it was something dangerous because you don't just willy-nilly shoot at something that's going around 40,000 feet. They did say that the reason, in part, at least they claim the reason that they shot it down, was it was 40,000 feet and in the same airspace as basically our civilian aircraft. So take a listen to how they made that explanation. Here's a little bit more from John Kirby.
3: Do you know what you shot down that it wasn't just, you know, a harmless weather balloon uh, that you know that, that, that there was some motivation flying this over US airspace or is it is it, is
2: it truly <laughs> I think we're right? going to try to learn more. I can tell you it was an object it was at 40,000 feet and the the the, the predominant concerned by the president was a safety of flight issue at that altitude. Remember the one that we shot down last Saturday, it was at 65 plus thousand feet. Um, So no threat to civilian aircraft. This one at 40,000 feet could have posed a a threat to civilian aircraft. And it did not appear to have uh, the maneuverable capability that the other one did. So, uh, uh, you know, virtually at uh, at the whim of the wind.
1: So it just was kind of floating by. And suddenly they decided to take it out. Now, if there's anybody out there that thinks that this was not just clearly their reaction to how embarrassed and how pathetic they were on the Chinese spy balloon and how delayed they were, that now they realize that they just look like a bunch of fools and look weak to the rest of the world. Their poor response and lackluster response last time. Uh, I have a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn, if you believe that one, that they suddenly just... uh This one, there was something, something. There clearly, obviously, was a concern, but they clearly got an enormous wake-up call because they handled the last one so poorly, and it was such a serious threat. And they allowed it to go across the country, you know, basically unfettered, and then suddenly decided to shoot it down after it got all the intelligence it wanted over all our secret, secret sites. That was a really smart move. And so now this one, at least this one, they took it out. I'm saying bravo to this one. But, boy, that's what they should have done on the first one. And yet they try to make it sound like, oh, the only reason that this one is different than the last one. This one is smaller. This one they don't believe had, like, a big payload. uh, But they don't know. It still could have had something for explosives. It could have had a whole bunch of stuff. They are not saying, again, what it is. They're just calling it an object. They're calling it a sort of gray cylindrical object. But they were watching it for 24 hours. They got a close-up of it. They know it was unmanned. So why did they take it out? They ultimately took it out. Why did they act quickly or decently quickly on this one? At least they got it when it's off the coast of Alaska, as opposed to the last one that they delayed that was clearly an enormous threat. So a small little one they take out, you know, like they're Annie Oakley. And the other one, they wait until it goes across the country, gets all the intel. It's much bigger. And that's a huge threat. And they don't do anything. So clearly there's a lot of politics here. I'm glad they made the right move today. That's what they should have done on the last ones. And that's what General Keith Kellogg had to say, too. Take a listen. He was the former national security advisor at the time to then Vice President Pence and also worked with President Trump. Take a listen to why he says the balloon is definitely a response to the poor response on the Chinese one.
4: I think this is a his reaction
5: to what they did not do last week when they let uh, a true spy balloon with a massive sensor package float across the United States of America, going we across sensitive sites, and now they're realizing that they have to do something. And I, and now the question is, what did you do? Because is this an overreaction? And and they don't know, and they haven't told us yet. Do we just shoot down a big weather balloon, or is this a Chinese balloon? Is there a sensor package mm-hmm. on it? And most people are saying no. And now so we get an, a reaction that's just 180 out. It's totally different. From what happened before so it but it leads again trace to the question is okay yeah. now you shot down a big object the first balloon you shot down a smaller object with the second balloon the common denominator is we use a name missile sidewinder on f-22 got them both down what are you going to do about it
1: yeah what are you going to do about it and are you going to get to the bottom of it of who a first of all was behind this second one and clearly had a very tepid response the last one In fact, Biden was asked, oh, you know, are there problems with relations with China? No, not really a major breach. I'm going to play you some clips from an interview that he did recently, which was stunning. He was so lackadaisical. No wonder they're sending other objects over our skies. I would take advantage of it, too, if I wanted to take advantage of America. Now's the time to do it. It's a free-for-all with this president. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Frank on line one. Frank, your thoughts about all this as you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Go ahead, Frank.
4: Rita, good evening, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You know, Rita, um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. At the, uh, <laughs> I am not a conspiracy theorist at all, but <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if this was a orchestrated stunt by the U.S. government to make, uh, at the highest levels, no less, to make uh, big bad Biden, tough guy Biden, look like he's on the ball. Um, he actually uh, fumbled with the first one, and now this is to save face. So what do they do? They blow down a smaller balloon, which they call an object, that's not really dangerous or not really a threat, but they think it's a threat, but we don't know, and it's over Alaska. And I can't agree more with Senator – I'm not crazy about Senator Lisa Murkowski, if I'm pronouncing her name correctly – but she said, this is a disgrace. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, she did. This and an, a, and, a and by the way, Frank, not only did she say it, um, in addition to her, John Tester. John Tester's a Democrat senator, and he's from Montana. Because remember, the first one flew over Alaska, and then it went to Montana, and then it went to a whole bunch of places. Then it was like a, like a road trip across America. I did one of those when I was in college, and I think the balloon hit more spots than I did. So... I agree with you that it is a serious concern, and it came out so vocally, not just from Murkowski, uh, but it also came across uh, from John Tester. Uh, Republicans, Democrats alike, said the president just looked weak. But you, your thought's an interesting one, Frank, that maybe this was, uh, hey, let's do something so the president can, uh, let's put like a spitball up in the sky, and if the president shoots it down, uh, maybe then he can restore his John Wayne image, you know? Uh, his what, because he always has those, those glasses, the aviator glasses. So maybe they want to have like a commercial with him with the aviator shooting out a balloon, you know, and, you know, blowing the, the puff out of the gun and then walking on, you know, I mean, and, and who, who knows? It is wild that it's happened again. I tend to think, uh, it's somebody, unfortunately, uh, taking advantage of the situation. And I think they've just finally wised up. And there's probably, sadly, been a whole bunch more that have crossed our country that we still don't know about. Because I find it odd that it suddenly just happened again. Uh, But, Frank, great call. Really interesting. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
0: It's The Rita Cosby Show.
1: That is a perfect song, given what's going on right now. Nobody knows where this thing is. At least they're not telling us. They don't know where it came from. They don't know who's behind it. All they know is there was now another object that tried to cross. It went into Alaska. And then it kind of went a little bit off the coast. And that's when President Biden finally got his John Wayne on him and decided, all right, I'm going to allow this to be taken down. And, of course, this comes just a week after he took down the other one, but after it traversed across the country and did a nice little road trip across the country. Well, we were just talking about Lisa Murkowski. She, of course, is one of the senators, and she's the senator from Alaska. And she said she was very happy, by the way, that in this new balloon that it was taken down. She said that was absolutely the right move, and she was glad, basically, President Biden put on his big boy pants on this one. I had an opportunity to connect with the head of the Alaska Command, General Nahalm, and I received the, the update. Um, I am. I am concerned. We saw just this week this uh, high-altitude balloon and being shot down off the waters of, of South Carolina. But today, to know that we have yet another unidentified object uh, successfully shot down in Alaska making sure that the message is clear that any any sovereign territory or airspace in this country if there's a threat if there is an incursion there's going to be consequences yeah at least there was a message sent on this one although by the way it looks like the president waited 24 hours so it's not like he had a real quick reaction of what to do. Clearly there were discussions on uh 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 Mr. President, I can just imagine. You looked really weak on the last one. Don't you think you need to do something here to protect our security? One eight hundred eight Uh let's go to Benny on line 2. Benny, your thoughts about all this. It's pretty amazing uh that the second one happened so soon. The
6: altitude balloon is being shot down. Hey Benny, Amiga. Yeah, Benny, Hello, you got to you got to
1: turn down what's in the background, Benny. But go ahead,
6: Rita, bella principessa polacca, Rita, beautiful Polish princess. Thank you, Genkuye
1: yes, barzo, Benny. Thank you. What do you think about the balloon, Ben? I'm
6: gonna hit you with some rapid fire. I hope you're sitting down. First of all, refer to it as communist China, not the good Chinese people or the good people in Taiwan. Also, John Wayne avoided military service in three wars. G- compare him to Victor Mature, Joe DiMaggio, or uh, Alan Ladd, who were on the front lines. Glenn Ford, World War II, Korea, and Vietnam, Frank Tapper, World War and World War II. Also, this is a, this is a an episode of the Twilight Zone come to life. I mean, we used to have civil defense even in the 70s and 80s, even in New York. We had civil air defense, even in New York City. Absolutely. Young people could serve without being overseas. Now, the bottom line is there are a few millennials that do care about this country. I was in the Sea Scouts, Marine Cadets, Junior Juvenile, Junior ROTC. And the bottom line I'm making is we should have too many, we have too many idle hands. Let's get the millennials to do something for this country without going to Afghanistan and Iraq and help this country and the bottom line is god help this country and god help american veterans because they're outside in the cold right now let's help the american veterans let's build up our military without going to war as trump did and desantis served in the military a navy officer he cares and he helps them veterans down in florida new york new jersey the northeast veterans are out in the elements eating out of
4: garbage cans
1: but wait, Benny, hang on. hang on. Hold on one second, Ben. Hold on one second, because you're throwing a lot at me. And I agree with you, by the way, on, on what you're saying. It's outrageous that we have veterans, uh, the best among us, who, like you just said, are outside. Uh, they should be getting sheltered. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things there, obviously, uh, regarding the migrants. And we're going to talk about the border also later on tonight, too. But your point about, the, you know, I think about the migrants now getting put up at the Holiday Inn, the biggest Holiday Inn. That's the one. In the financial center of New York City, the Wall Street area, they're also at a whole bunch of other hotels. Um, and, you know, that doesn't seem to be good enough for the migrants. And it's outrageous. I agree. Americans should come first, especially our veterans. Second of all, do you think that we just need more people in the military? How would that affect just to keep you on the balloon part? How do you think that would – what do you think? We'd have better protection in the skies if we actually had more in the military, even if they were uh, volunteers, civilians, you know, civil servants uh, that would just kind of come in. Uh, They don't have to necessarily be on the front lines, but in technology. Well, what are your thoughts when you refer to all that, Ben?
6: Absolutely, because we had this even in the 1970s and 80s. Even in liberal New York City, they had civil air defense in Brooklyn and Staten Island they have this. They, did you know there's a Coast Guard Auxiliary? Did you know that New York State has a Navy? It was activated uh, after 9-11. Did you know that we have these things, but they don't reactivate them? And they cut funds, Rita. They complain how they don't have enough commissioned offices, and yet they cut funds for junior ROTC in high school. Yeah, that
1: is- that is outrageous, Ben. Yeah, you bring up some really important points. I am so glad you called, Ben, because you're right. First of all, but they also, even if we have, first of all, the funds shouldn't be cut. And they are scaling back, and that is outrageous. I agree with you. And second of all, you got to have a president who wants to support the military and wants the military fully engaged. I'm not saying to war, but just to do service, even in the country.
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back to Blue.
1: And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a sad story, of course. Many of you know what happened in New York recently. Funeral services took place yesterday for fallen off-duty NYPD cop Adid Fayaz at a mosque in Flatbush, New York. Now, the 26-year-old officer from Deer Park was shot in the head during a botch robbery in East New York last weekend. Fayaz was taken off life support earlier this week. And 38-year-old Randy Jones has been charged in his murder. Jones is being held without bail after going in front of a Brooklyn judge on Wednesday. Now, Officer Fayaz was eulogized by NYPD Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell and also New York City Mayor Eric Adams, of course, himself, a former cop, a former police captain. Both of them spoke at the funeral service. Following the service, Fayaz's remains will be flown to his home in native Pakistan. He leaves behind a wife and two children. An important reminder of the sacrifice that our officers sadly make and how dangerous the situation is for our officers and our citizens, sadly, across this country. He was beloved, and you could see how many people came, men and women in blue, and just citizens in the community out to show their love and support for this officer, his family, and, of course, his family, the NYPD. Well, we are talking about this new object, and that's all they're saying it is, an object that came into Alaska. And apparently it came at some point yesterday, and the Biden administration waited 24 hours and said, Oh, boy, I guess we better down this one. Uh, Because we look so lame on the last one. Remember the Chinese spy balloon they let traverse the country. Now, the Chinese spy balloon, by the way, they said that one was the size of three buses, basically, and that it had a payload underneath that could have contained even explosives. It had antennas and a whole bunch more. That was the size of a car. This one, they don't even know what it is, or at least they're not telling us. They probably know, but they're not telling us. Was it another balloon Did it come from China? We don't know. Uh, But they're saying that it was smaller, that it was the size of a, quote, small car, and that the payload wasn't very obvious. They did say it was unmanned, and that it seemed to not be maneuvering on its own like the last one was kind of maneuvering on its own. But still, they clearly felt it was a threat because they looked at it and then they just decided to take it down after about 24 hours. So what made them decide to take it down? Uh, you don't just willy-nilly say, hey, I'm just going to shoot at everything in the sky. You want to make sure that you take down something that's a bona fide. They claim it was in the same airspace as civilian airspace, and obviously that's a huge concern. But they seem to think there was something else to it, that they're not telling us. So what do you think it is, and who do you think is behind this one? First off, here's a little bit from the Defense Department. This is Pat Ryder, who did the Pentagon briefing today, and he sort of described – A little bit of what took down this object, the sort of plan with uh, the uh, the uh, the big uh, the big guns came out and they hit a missile. Take a listen to this one.
7: So the uh, the aircraft that took down the object was an F-22 flying out of uh, Joint Base Elmendorf in Alaska Uh, and employed an AIM-9X to to take down the the object.
1: Uh, Layman's terms, a missile. They used a missile and took out the object. So they clearly thought it was a threat. First off, in this case, if it really was a threat, why did they wait 24 hours? That's not good. That's one thing. The other issue is why this one that's a lot smaller when the other one was a lot bigger, it seems. And there was a lackadaisical. Did they get a wake-up call? Or is there something that we really need to be concerned about with the second one, uh, that they finally had an epiphany? Well, here is Michael Waltz, Congressman Mike Waltz. Saying that he's happy that they finally put their big boy pants on this one,
7: I think it's, it's going to continue to beg you know more policy questions. Okay, so this one was at forty thousand feet. Uh, the president determined it was a safety of flight risk. Does that then imply if this one had been at sixty, sixty-five thousand feet, like the first balloon, we would have let it continue to traverse into Canada and possibly the United States? Is that the new criteria now? is some type of interference with civilian aircraft. Uh, so that's kind of question one. I still have the question, if it had not been for some enterprising photographers in Montana, uh, whether we would be taking this more decisive action at all. Was it really the kind of the public outcry, the violation of our sovereignty in airspace that's driving this change of policy?
1: Yeah, and on the last one, people saw it. They actually saw the balloon hovering and they were like, oh, there's this big balloon hovering over uh, our state. Uh, and now it's going to the next state. And now it's going to the next state. So why did they finally act on this one? And Michael Waltz, by the way, believes that this could be China testing the waters for something bigger and trying another trick. Because, OK, the first one, we sent this type of uh, craft, if you will. Now let's try something else. And maybe they are gearing up for something much worse. Take a listen to why he is very concerned.
7: Why, if this was a yet another Chinese balloon, why is she deciding to do this now? Uh, You know, right on the heels of his meeting with Biden, uh, there was kind of an attempt for a reset button there in the relationship. Obviously, Blinken's canceled his trip. And yet they're either going to double down or the Chinese military is making moves that their leadership uh, weren't fully apprised of either way that's credibly disturbing, and we just have more and more questions,
1: yeah, and by the way, now China isn't even taking the calls from Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, our defense secretary apparently they he's been trying to call China, and they won't even pick up the phone and China is saying that it plans to retaliate for the first balloon that they're very angry about the downing of the first balloon, which they claim was a weather balloon, which nobody believes um but they seem to be holding all the cards as opposed to the U.S. And that second balloon, by the way, had writing on it that was in English. So everyone's wondering, okay, uh, who is helping the Chinese? That's a whole other thing. we got to get to the bottom of it. Who's behind it all? one eight hundred eight 848 Let's go to Robert on line one. Robert, your thoughts.
4: Hi, Rita. This sounds like it was a Chinese drone. And they are testing our air defenses, their ability to penetrate without detection and what our response will be if they are detected.
1: Yeah. You know, I wondered about a drone, too, because, you know, they didn't want to say I thought either it's another balloon and they don't want to say it's another balloon um, or it could be something that they haven't seen before. Because, by the way, typically these drones uh, don't go this high. So, a lot of military experts, Robert, um, have been saying, uh, at least a, a few that I've talked to today and others that I've seen elsewhere, have essentially said that a lot of these drones usually don't aren't able to really fly at 40,000. So if it is, it's, it's well, a new sophisticated drone in their mind, and maybe China's got some new sophisticated hardware that has yet to be seen in some other parts of the world.
4: Yes, they have been developing this very... Uh, Enabled drones, shall we say, that are more capable than
1: the ones we produce. So what should we do, Robert, if indeed it is again from China? We don't know that, but if it is, what should we do?
4: Okay. well, did you hear that uh, Congress filed a formal protest? 419 to zero, they voted on it.
1: Yeah, they voted on uh, China. They voted on the balloon and everything like that. But, you know, what does that mean?
4: Yes, there should be further response. Now, things of this nature are normally an executive branch function, like what our country's response will be. But, like, for example, uh, Congress can't make economic sanctions against the Chinese. Biden can. But the Congress can vote to Take China's favored nation, trade nation status away.
1: That's number one. Yeah, by the way, they should start doing a whole bunch of these things. I mean, the fact, you know, it's amazing, Robert. Now the shoe is really on the other foot um, because China is like saying uh, we're angry at the U.S. for shooting the balloon that traversed across America because they know Biden's weak. So they're trying to like totally take advantage of the situation. The question is. Will Biden do some actions that are serious? So far, as far as we know, he hasn't even talked to Xi Jinping. At least that's what he said yesterday. They hadn't even said anything. And he was asked, hey, are relations in jeopardy? Uh, Have you had some tense discussions? And he was like, no, because other people have kind of had some discussions, but they haven't really gotten through. And I haven't talked to Xi Jinping. He just sounded so laxadaisical. He sounded so disconnected. Uh, so that's not real inspiring uh, from the commander in chief. Uh, let's go to Norm. Line two, Norm, your thoughts about all this. Where where do you think this is headed? Do you think it's China? Um,
8: well, I think the first one was, I mean, at least because I, I, it had this weird uh, kind of a device on the bottom of it with solar cells. But anyway, I, I, look, uh, it. I remember in the 90s getting catalogs, military surplus catalogs where you could purchase a brand new U.S. weather balloon that was like 50 to 100 feet high. And uh, these things were readily available, I don't know, 50 bucks, 80 bucks, something like that. Uh, I'm just saying, what, what is it could be a possibility that somebody has some of these things and is just launching them from Alaska somewhere.
1: What you mean all of them or just the one that we downed no, today? No, no, you know, copycat, want to freak people out.
8: Yeah, launch a a weather balloon in a remote place like Alaska. I mean, if you if you filled up a 50 to 100 foot weather balloon, say, on my block in Canarsie, I think it would attract a little bit of attention. But if you did it uh, like in some remote valley in Alaska and it got up there just for the hell of
1: it. Yeah. You know what? You know what? You might be right. There could be some sort of copycat. The thing that's interesting And maybe I'm putting too much faith. Um, they, Mm -hmm. they had these, you know, the, the, the F 22s were basically flying around this for a while, looking at it, checking it out. Mm -hmm. And then they came back and said they were following and apparently they were monitoring this last one. And then they decided after like a day, let's go shoot it down that there was a threat to civilians. So there's some, I, I tend to think it's It's more than just a kid putting up a balloon. Yeah, no, but I, I actually disagree, Norm, because I think they would not – I mean, maybe I have too much faith in them. And and I guess I should after the way they handled the last one. But I would tend to think that they wouldn't be monitoring something for 24 hours and then shoot it down if it turned out to be, uh, you know, Bob from Canarsie's balloon that went up or Sam from Alaska's balloon that went up. You know, I mean, you would hope – That they wouldn't just start shooting down uh, some generic balloon, that there had to be something in there that they thought this is uh, a threat, that it's something created as a threat and it's a serious threat, not just somebody, uh, you know, trying to do it for for giggles, you know, or or riding on the backs of a a crazy, terrible joke. But maybe I'm wrong, Norm. Maybe, Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. What do you think, Norm?
8: Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, you know, the, the shell they, they, they brought it down with was not like the type it was, it looked like a small shell. I mean, it didn't, I mean, they, they weren't blowing it up with something that they would need to blow up a plane with. So well, I they used a
1: missile norm. So I guess what, if a missile hit uh, anything, uh, it would be a pretty big hit. I mean, so they were clearly trying to make a statement and use something with a lot of force. Uh, so th- it wasn't child's play. Uh, but 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 Norm, your thought is an interesting one. I don't rule out that it was somebody sort of uh, taking advantage of the situation and just putting something up. But I would hope our military would be smarter than to just shoot something out of the sky with F-22s and a missile, uh, you know, uh, looking like it's, uh, you know, a scene out of uh, Schwarzenegger film. Uh, just because it's some kid who puts a balloon up you know but who knows yeah you may be right Uh, let's go to phil line three phil what do you think you're a military guy what are your thoughts hey phil oh yeah i'm here there you go phil it sounded like you were giving us morse code but go ahead phil all right go
9: ahead Uh, i'm sorry about that that was a slight delay uh look here's the deal this is part this is a part of a plan this is the three-part plan in my opinion Strategy-wise, if you look at it in a military way, first you get the, the big intrusion. Then you get a smaller intrusion. Then you're going to get something else. The idea is they're testing the limits. They're testing the limits of how far they can go. Okay? And they're going to sit down in, in Beijing, and they're going to say, well, they, they didn't shoot the first one. They shot the second one. What's the next step? They're gonna They're going to continue this. This is an ongoing thing. It's going to be a regular routine my My point is though the the people in China, the ones in charge of the country, they don't care they really do not care because they know Biden is weak, he would not retaliate he he doesn't have the 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 you know what to retaliate, and he's just going to let this thing go on and on the The problem is we don't know what was in those balloons could have been gaseous mix of. Of poison gas it could have been uh more COVID. it could have been anything we are we should not even have to tolerate this stuff no tolerance whatsoever
1: you know you phil you brought up some interesting thoughts maybe it's like a bat from the wuhan lab who knows i mean in this day and age with these crazy things who knows um phil so you strongly believe it's from china you strongly believe that that one was not uh, bob from canarsie's balloon but it was from china
9: Yes, yes, this is this is not a local local stunt because there's no, there's no call for it. it really, it's, it's, it's completely the wrong timing. By the way, I don't know if you're aware of it, in Hawaii, they're claiming that some of the one or two mountains that are ex- existing in Hawaii, that they've seen these very strange green lights, laser lights coming down from a very high altitude over the mountain for several minutes. So this could be the third part of the step. They are they're dying to know what's what's going on with our government. They know the government is vulnerable on a scale of zero to 10. We're getting close to a nine. We're we're becoming very vulnerable. And they could they could pull a stunt. Remember one thing. War isn't just bombs and rockets and soldiers fighting. War is also germ warfare. War is also chemical warfare, weather warfare. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Phil, you brought up a lot of really powerful points. You're right. And that's why this is so scary and so serious. And uh, it's interesting. I, I feel the same way you do that in many ways they are testing, testing to see what the U.S. response will be and to see how would they react. I mean, I don't think it's any coincidence that that first one went over our sensitive sites where our nuclear facilities are a whole bunch more. And clearly it was strategic that they were trying to get intelligence for our reaction to what, to something to us, to Taiwan, for what? Um, and clearly the president got an F on the first one, so they thought, hey, let's try this. Oh, well, maybe they're going to react a little quicker on this one. Um, so I wouldn't doubt that this is sort of a second, quote, trial balloon by uh, the Chinese Great points, Phil. Really interesting points. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. Phil says it is the Chinese doing a test. And Norm says it's Bob from Canarsie with the balloon. one 800
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show.
1: Well, we are talking about this latest, quote, object you just heard from Philo called in who thinks this was big time nefarious and who knows what the Chinese are planning. He believes they're behind the second object that came into Alaska and then got shot down an F-22 with a missile, took it out and finally Biden did the right thing. And listen to NBC News correspondent. This is Courtney Kuby. Basically saying that she thinks the administration isn't telling the public everything they know about this for some reason. Take a listen.
7: What they have to realize is when this happens, there's often a um, a, a declaration of the, a national military exercise or something at the airspace. Yeah. Well, that gets reported out. People start to learn about that. And then they start asking questions like us. We start asking right. questions about it. Um, but they know a lot more than they're saying on this one.
1: Yeah, and by the way, speaking of airspace, uh, a bit of airspace in that area has now been halted because they're searching for the debris after they shot it down over there. It shot, It's over like the icy waters, so apparently a lot of it fell on top of ice. Needless to say, it's freezing in that area, and the waters right there off of Alaska. And as they are searching and basically blocking off the debris area and the search field, flights above are basically being told to be rerouted. So... It's not just Bob from Canarsie's Balloon. That's the answer to that one. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dave uh, on line three from Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Dave.
5: Hey, hi. Um, Arita, allow me to build a case like a lawyer, okay? Now, you have several things that have been going on. They they enhanced this virus through uh, chem, uh, man-made chemical means. They lied about gain-of-function research, number one. There's evidence I've seen that this NOR nor uh, pipeline um, was was blown up by the, the the military, the CIA. Okay, you have a president that gets on uh, national TV in front of a congress and lies. So let me ask you this question. If you have a mate that cheats on you, the next time they tell you, no, I didn't do that, you're going to believe them? You the key word here is credibility, and they have shot their credibility. So how do, how do I know that this these balloons are? Did you see evidence? Did you see something that says uh, they shot this out of the sky? Did you see video of it?
1: You know Can what? That, you it? know what? That's a great point. Um, we did see obviously video of the other one um, off the coast of South Carolina because people a lot of people saw it. It was so big. Remember? Um, not yet. Um, But we'll see. You're right. Who knows? Maybe it's like, oh, boy, we really took out this one. Um, And you're right. We have a right to see it because who knows what these guys.
5: This sounds like a typical Hegelian dialectic to me. And they they have absolutely blown their credibility. I can't. Another thing. They have these um, biochemical labs that they run in the Ukraine. We've heard about that. And uh,
1: it just goes on and on. Yeah, no, there's a lot of questions. And Dave, you bring up some good points. Phil was talking about that, too, that there's, you know, who knows with nerve agents these days, there's a lot of potential things that you just can't rule out. And clearly, China and others see us as a foe. Uh, What about Russia, too? Russia's not that far from Alaska. Remember that whole thing with Sarah Palin? We're going to talk about more of that after the break. Uno. He's your numero Uno. It's the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Well, Biden is trying to have it both ways, and I can't wait to get your thoughts on this tonight. Uh He basically did an interview yesterday. He hasn't been doing that many interviews. And this was on the first, you know, object, if you will. The first one we know was a Chinese spy balloon. And he was trying to act like, oh, it wasn't really a big issue. The fact that it went across the country, not a major deal. Listen to how he just tried to downplay the incursion of that balloon that went all over the country gathered intelligence and now we know in the last few hours there was this other quote object that was such a threat it had to be shot out of the sky which is what should have happened to the first one immediately as opposed to waiting eight days but if you listen to president biden in an interview that he did not that long ago he basically said the first one was nothing to be concerned about yeah right take a listen
2: wasn't it a major bre- security breach for the united states just the fact that the balloon came into the airspace and flew over the country for so many days. No,
5: look, (laughs) the total amount of uh, intelligence gatherings going on by every country around the world is overwhelming. And the idea that a balloon could traverse, uh, break American airspace is, uh, anyway, it's, it's not a major breach.
1: Does that make any sense to you? First off, we know it was a major breach because they said it was a Chinese spy balloon. That's a concern if he doesn't think that's a major breach. And I guess the fact that even a smaller one came anywhere near America and they had to shoot it out of the sky. What is that a normal procedure? That's not a normal procedure. Clearly, it's a major breach. And he messed up on the first one and he has egg all over his face. And listen to Senator Tom Cotton respond to President Biden saying, it's not a major breach. Tom Cotton thinks otherwise.
9: Anytime a Chinese airship enters American airspace, it's a major breach. I can tell your viewers that what they see is exactly what's happened here. China sent a balloon to spy on America. The Biden administration had a chance to shoot it down off the coast of Alaska, chose not to do so, and the balloon balloon proceeded to spy all across America. And as you say... If some amateur photographers and civilian pilots in Montana hadn't spotted this balloon, do we really think that the Biden administration would have notified Congress, would have alerted the American people, certainly would have shot it down? Almost certainly not. It'd be on its merry way, vacationing somewhere off the uh, coast of the Bahamas right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yet, President Biden was defending the timing of when they shot down that spy, that spy balloon. This is the one, of course, last week. Remember, they let it go to all those different secret sites. And then in this interview we just did recently, he's like, no, everything was done appropriately. Listen to this hogwash.
2: Now that we know what we know, that the balloon had antennas and a, commun- a communication system, do you regret not having insisted on bringing it down sooner?
5: No, I look at the expert, the intelligence community, the defense community. They forgot more about it than you or I know. I said I wanted to shot down as soon as possible. And they were worried about the damage that could be done, even in a big state like Montana. This thing was gigantic. What happened if it came down and hit a school in the rural area? What happened if it came down? So I told them, as soon as they can shoot it down, shoot it down. They made a wise decision.
1: They shot it down over water recovering most of the parts, and they're good. First of all, I hate when he whispers. It drives me bonkers. That's one. And two, he claims that, okay, well, I told him right away. Well, he didn't tell him right away. It had already been in the United States for several days before he even gave the order. And boy, what does it say about his leadership skills that the military wasn't listening to him? They were like, ah, no, at that point, it was over some urban locations. So they were worried. Now, they also made the claim. And this is what is so bizarre. They also made the claim in a hearing yesterday. Homeland Security expert. This is this Melissa Dalton was being questioned by senators on both sides of the aisle who have serious questions. This was just over the first balloon because that's all they knew at that point. And they were basically saying, why didn't you take it out when it was over Alaska? First of all, rural areas, even rural Montana. You could certainly make the case. I've been to Montana, Montana a lot uh, there's quite a bit of places that are pretty, uh, you know, sparse where you could definitely shoot down things. So for them to make it sound like it's like uh New York City, that ain't the case. All right. You got cows and you got cows. Right. So now, in addition to that, they also claimed that the reason they shot it sort of, you know, off the coast, they didn't want to take the hit off of the coast of uh, Alaska is the water's cold there. It's deeper there. It would be hard to find the parts. That sounded fishy, but that's what they claimed, and that's why they said they waited till it got to the Atlantic and it went across the country, and it's, you know, warmer, not as deep, easier to find the things, easier for divers. So what, they're going to let our foe, China, get all the intelligence, and then they're going to shoot it down? I think our divers can handle something in Alaska, too. Uh, But take a listen to what they said yesterday, and I'm going to tell you why I'm playing it, because... It doesn't fit with what happened today for sure, but listen to this one. For us to be able to exploit and understand this balloon and its capabilities fully, if we had taken it down over the state of Alaska, which is part of the United States, it would have been a very different recovery operation. Um, As Senator Murkowski knows, the water depths offshore, the Aleutians, um, at six-plus nautical miles go very quickly from about 150 feet to over 18,000 feet near Mm. the, the Bering Sea. The winter water temperatures in the Bering Sea hover consistently in the low 30s, which would make recovery and salvage operations very dangerous. Additionally, the northern portion of the Bering Sea has ice cover, which can be extremely dangerous, um, which
2: would induce additional risk.
1: All right, so we heard that. That was it was first like, uh, well, we didn't know what it was. Then I told them to shoot it down, but they didn't. Then it went for a few more days. Then it's because the oceans are warmer and it's not as deep. But guess what? None of that fits with what happened today because now they had the small object that went in just a few hours ago or went in yesterday, but they shot it down today at 1.45 p.m. Eastern time. Why didn't they wait till the smaller object then got to the Atlantic coast to shoot it down? For some reason, this one, it was like the OK Corral, and they were able to take this one out right away, and they didn't mind taking this one out in the cold, deep waters there off of Alaska, but the bigger one that was a bigger threat? they didn't want to do? Does that make any sense to you? Sounds like uh, a bunch of gobbledygook. one 800 let us go to Dom in Minnesota on line four. Dom, can you make any sense of this?
10: Rita, the Chinese are graduating from Walmart to world domination, while Biden is transitioning from the White House to the Rubber Room. That's what I make of this. So the, the Chinese are toying with the Bidens saying shoot down one and get one and a half off and the fire sale ends after that because we are coming for you, America. That's the signal they're sending. So the next one will be so much smaller that nobody's gonna be able to detect it. This this would be funny if it wasn't for the fact that we have a seriously compromised chief executive. So America today may be the big dog But in the long run, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight and the dog and the Chinese are in this for the long haul.
1: And by the way, do you do you see a fight and our uh, head dog, our commander in chief? Do you see a guy who's well, I mean, now he's sort of put on notice because the American public and Democrats and Republicans were shaming him. Um, There was a vote where they, you know, they, you know, criticized China. Uh, that was just a vote basically in Congress. But then in this hearing yesterday, both sides, Republicans and Democrats were just voicing utter condemnation for the way the president handled it and the delay on the first one. So do you think he's now waking up or do you think he's just, this is just a short reaction? And what do you think the Chinese are doing, Dom? What do you, what do you think they're testing? Um, you know, you talked about maybe the next one's a small one. Is it a spy or is it something else attached? What, what is it?
10: Well, they're watching Mr. Karnpop going from big dog to a chihuahua. That's basically what they're looking at him as. So and everybody around Mr. Karnpop are having a field day, popping his balloon, so he'll be ready and willing and even more compliant should he somehow win again in 2024. That's the danger. And the Chinese have probably known, and I think there was a video some time ago where the Chinese says, we have bought off every influential politician in the United States this is a Chinese professor talking to his students, uh, you know, in government about the power of China in the upper echelons of the United States government. This was some time ago. You should look it up. I, By you, the way,
1: I remember it because we had Gordon Chang, who is the great China expert here on the show. And I remember we talked about that clip and I think we ran it here on the show, but I remember seeing it. And we talked about this Chinese, uh, very well-connected guy with the Chinese government talking privately to the Chinese. And the video came out, you're right, where he said we basically have contacts at all the highest levels, uh, maybe Eric Swalwell and more, uh, and the U.S. government. And we've got control. We have the inns. We have the inroads. So, boy, uh, and clearly they had an inroad to Hunter. That's for sure. Dom, thanks so much. Let's go to Stan on line three. Stan, your thoughts about all this?
11: We haven't mentioned the one country, North Korea.
1: Yeah, that's a big issue, too. That's a good point.
11: But but remember, North Korea has long-range missiles. They're not, I don't, they're not that crazy either. They're sitting under the dirt. But no, uh, my, my thinking is this, and uh, I'll say it very plainly. Uh, all these backseat warriors who call in really have no clue what's going on. Nothing.
1: Well, I'm Biden doesn't seem to have a clue either, Stan.
11: Uh, exactly. I don't. Neither do you. And yet, here's the point. if As somebody that needs to be spoken to at a hearing, it's Lloyd Austin and the Defense Department and uh, the Pentagon. They have to come and talk. Uh, I believe that the first situation definitely was the Chinese. The second, if it was a private balloon or somebody, a company, or someone would have called up the government and said, hey, I, by accident, my balloon went here or this went there. No one so far has made any contact with the government. So it's probably from overseas. Is it North Korea? I don't know. Uh, We will find out exactly what this balloon is. But the Defense Department is the situation. Nobody knows exactly what's going on but them and the Pentagon. And anybody that calls here and thinks they do know, I don't and you don't, doesn't know what's going on. Well, and quite frankly,
1: and Stan, I don't know if I have that much confidence because look at the way they handled the last one. Um, and by Biden's account, first of all, Biden was clearly days late, not a day late and a dollar short. He was days late and, uh, lots of dollars short, right? So he finally says, according to his own, you know, testimony, his own comments, he said, yeah, I told him on Wednesday to shoot it down. Well, the balloon had already, this is the Chinese one, had already been in the country for days. And then he says that the military said no. We, at this point, we have to wait because at that point it was in urban areas, so it could have like been a major, major issue. But they had waited way too long. So why? Why was I also didn't like the military kind of second guessing the president of the United States? It seemed like they're in control and not him. Who's running the country, Stan?
11: I, I, I to some extent, if the president says do it, do it. Uh, but in this particular case, the Defense Department advised them. I don't think we need to do it at this moment. That's what they said. Yeah, because you know why? Because
1: they were probably privately, Stan, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. They were probably like, "Uh, Mr. President, you should have said that X days ago. I bet there's a lot of uh, people because I can't imagine a lot of the generals, maybe Millie, who's been kind of all over the, he's been Mr. Woke lately, but aside from him and Lloyd Austin, too, there are other generals in there who I'm sure were like, Uh, Mr. President, we got a balloon hovering above. It's China. It's a Chinese spy balloon. They said it from day one. And I bet you he was like, uh, 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 what balloon? Where? What, you know, I mean, I can just see the conversation. And by the time he finally says do something, it's in the middle of America. I mean, par for the course, a day late and a dollar short. And this president has been so flat-footed stan flat-footed we're going to continue with your calls everybody one 800 848 and you are listening to the rita cosby
0: show it's the rita cosby show
1: and this is a perfect song another one bites the dust at least another object bites the dust do I know my music or what, guys? Yeah, right here on the Rita Cosby Show. We do know that at least Biden had the guts enough to take out another object that was coming into the United States. This one apparently wasn't maneuvering on its own. It was just kind of flying around. But they felt that it was a big enough threat to take it out. Was this just all showmanship or was there something really nefarious behind this? Are they bringing some chemical weapons? What are they planning? Are they doing some tests for some, like, electromagnetic attack? That's what some people are thinking, that maybe the Chinese are preparing for something else. Is this a Chinese operation? And is this just the tip of the iceberg? What are your thoughts, guys? Because this is scary stuff now that we are finding two objects breaching our airspace, our precious protected airspace, in just a two week time, and who knows what else is ahead, and who knows who's responsible for the second one, we still do not know one eight hundred eight four eight nine two 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 is the number to call one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to John in Pennsylvania, line six, John, you're here on the Rita Cosby show. Go ahead, John.
10: okay, I got two quick comments. Is this
9: really even a true story? Is there proof of it?
1: You mean that that you mean ch- that balloon being shot out. You're right, we don't know. Is that where you're headed? Yeah. Yeah, and we yeah, we out. have we haven't seen it yet or you're right. It might be like, "Hey, uh, can you try to reconstruct it? We want him to look good, you know?" But I think yeah. I think it makes him look silly, John, cuz it's such a contrast to the other one.
6: Well, I agree, but it's like, "Hey, you know, let's make Biden look tougher than what he really is."
1: yeah no i by the way i don't doubt that there's something behind that that there's just this is all show and try to make him look like he uh you know protects the homeland when he let the other one go all the way across the country uh that i think really showed his stripes uh let's go to alex in california alex your thoughts on this
12: yeah i just had two uh well thank you for taking my call i just had two quick comments first one is uh I still believe that the military intelligence, our military intelligence, is the best in the world, despite the massive demographic change. So I, I'm not going to use innuendo to criticize them. So I, I put my trust in them. What and do the you mean by What is,
1: do you mean by massive demographic change?
12: Well, it changes the culture. It changes how people view view the world. And that, that change is not seeped up into our military intelligence yet, but it might change in the future.
1: You mean uh, you I mean, mean all the woke? All, is that what you're talking, all the woke policies and we'll, all that other we'll, stuff? Well, woke we'll
12: is part of it, but the other thing is that the influence of culture from Latin America means uh, the quality of our intelligence isn't going to be as good as it has been in the past. But I would like to get to my second comment, if that's okay. Uh, the second comment is simply that uh, – uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor on Frank Morano's show actually gave an alternative explanation uh, for the handling of the, uh, of the, of the balloon. And I believe that actually implies that the Biden administration acted appropriately. So if people want to hear it, an alternative view, they can uh, listen to that interview.
1: And and by the, way, by the way, by the way, I, there are a lot of opinions in this. Um, and Frank, by the way, always has some great guests. So I'm sure, I'm sure it was a terrific interview and I'm definitely going to listen to it. Um, but but I completely disagree uh, with the philosophy that you wait until it goes to the other side of the country. Um, and then on this one, you make the case that you got to take it down now. I mean, I, I have there, to me, it's so abundantly clear, Alex, that this is just a knee-jerk reaction, clearly, because he looked so stupid the last time. You know, that, that it was so delayed, he got so much heat. Because there's no way in heck he would have had the guts to take this one out so quick if there wasn't so much pressure from the bad reaction and the delayed reaction i think obviously more voices the better and more opinions the better but that's my opinion uh for sure let's go to jack line 2 jack your thoughts about this what do you think alex thinks uh, you know alex thinks uh you know maybe this was appropriate and military intel spot on uh i think alex is smoking something but go ahead hey jack i can't hear cool. you Yes. Hello. Rita. Yeah, there you are, I Jack. Jack, Jack, you. Jack. you're out of the wind tunnel, but go ahead.
6: Can you hear me right now? OK. He- Bottom line is Harry Truman fired MacArthur for, for uh, insubordination, and he shouldn't have done that. If he had let MacArthur crush the evil of uh, communism, chi- Chinese troops in Korea, we wouldn't be in this mess. If Harry Truman had bombed Mao Zedong to hell in 1946 offshore naval bombardment, China wouldn't be communist. China, China wouldn't be the, the thuggery. Let me tell you, General Milley is a punk. He stands up. Trump would have fired him. I'm an American Marine warrant officer, and if Milley was here, I'd smack him. I would give a star star. Star in the truck. I give a smack in the face. He, he has all these medals. He was never in combat. The Wait. bottom line is he has to. He's letting the military, these armchair generals, control him when he should stand up for the country and it could be a a whole squadron of balloons coming on both coasts and he cut our military as did abomination we can't defend both coasts at the same time god help us
1: you know jack boy i hear your passion and, and and i agree with you it's and and by the way the way millie has handled this the other thing and and i'm sure you know this jack Remember the whole thing that happened with Trump and it came out later that Millie tipped off, according to reports, was tipping off the Chinese and basically said, uh, hey, if Trump plans anything crazy against you or whatever, because uh, Trump clearly saw China as an adversary, appropriately so, um, that we'll let you know. In other words, Millie was sort of secretly talking to the Chinese, saying that he was going to let, let the Chinese counterpart give him a heads up. And not tell the president of the United States—that alone, don't you uh, think—is—I mean, that's that is outrageous, Jack. Outrageous. It just says Hunter
6: Biden selling drugs in the military—that is treason.
1: Yeah, I hear your passion, Jack. I hear it, and it is outrageous. His behavior is outrageous. We're going to come back, continue your calls, and by the way, in the middle of all this, get this—this is stunning. There are surveillance blimps that are used on our southern border to protect our southern border. The Biden administration is scaling back, cutting back on them right now. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes.
1: And in tonight's Support Our Hero segment, a beautiful story coming from Virginia, where the Colonel James Wood chapter of the Virginia Sons Society, Sons of the American Revolution, presented a bronze good citizenship medal to Herb Taylor. Now, Taylor grew up on a farm in Frederick County, and until then, he joined the U.S. Army. He served in the military police in Korea. From 1955 to 1956. And when he returned home, he learned furniture and cabinet building, and he then ran carpentry and eventually attended Virginia Tech. Well, he was also a volunteer working with a community action group and helping people in the homeless community. And they decided this week that he deserved something to honor his truly lifetime of service, not just in the military but also outside. So as a veteran of service in Korea, Taylor also donated, by the way, his Army boots to be used as a mold to produce five pairs of boots representing each branch of service that can be viewed at the Korean War Memorial there in Winchester, Virginia. Many people that were at this service, where they unveiled that and also gave him some awards, said that Herb Taylor is truly considered a patriotic American— And an outstanding member of the community who has earned the utmost respect and admiration from all. Beautiful to see him honored with a good citizenship medal and a lot more to honor his great service to our country. Well, we are talking, of course, about this latest incursion of now another object crossing into U.S. airspace. And unbelievably, at this time, at our southern border, They have been using these surveillance blimps. There are about 12 of them or so that have been used at a price tag of $52 million. Sounds like a lot of money, but it's actually not that much money, considering basically the amount that they spend at the border all the time. It's actually a drop in the bucket. It's actually not that much. And people who work at the border, Border Patrol, say, we need these eyes in the sky. We need these surveillance blimps. They're really working. They're helping. Well, guess what? The Biden administration has just started scaling back on our own surveillance blimps at our southern border. When I heard that, I I was like, are you kidding me? At a time where we're now having these incursions by aerial interference. First, we know the Chinese uh, hot air balloon, whatever it was, the size of three buses comes through. And now we got this other thing that just happened. It's an unidentified object. So much of a threat that that was shot down before it got across country like the last one. And then, if you look at our southern border, which is wide open and clearly vulnerable, you look at some of the numbers so far from February, from this is like through December. This is the fiscal year so far, basically, starting like October through December, if you will, for the new fiscal year. They've had over 700,000 cross the border illegally. And in the year 2022, 2.4 million cross the border illegally. That's a lot up from 21, which was 1.7. And in 2020, guess what? 458,000. So you have these amazing surveillance blimps that people on the ground say are doing a lot of great stuff. And they wanted to have them up there. And they cannot believe at a time right now where clearly our skies are so important. First of all, they can see a lot of what's happening at the southern border. Don't you think that 'er ne'er-do-wells are crossing our southern border every day? For sure they are. There's a new number that says that the amount of Chinese nationals that have crossed our border in the last few months is up 800 percent. Think about that as we're thinking about the Chinese spy balloon coming in the other direction. So as a combination of all of that, you would think having eyes in the sky like these blimps that are our blimps would be up there and would stay up there. I would think you want to double that force right now as opposed to scaling back. To me, it is outrageous what is going on with this president that he doesn't have the guts. He lets a Chinese spy balloon fly across our country. Then finally, he takes this one out tonight, this uh, this other thing that we don't even know what it is yet. But it's obviously a show because he was so weak on the first one. And yet our southern border at the same time, he is cutting back eyes in the sky, which is a valuable tool for law enforcement to see those massive crowds crossing across the border and where they're coming from and stopping them. He doesn't build the wall. He stopped the wall. He's what else is he doing? I mean, he is leaving our homeland so unbelievably vulnerable. And listen to what Chris Cabrera, he's what the National Border Patrol has to say about the fact that they are losing these blimps. They're called aerostats. And he said he cannot believe this is happening right now. These aerostats are, are imperative uh, for us out there in the field. And losing these aerostats is going to be uh, it, it's going to have a, a tremendous uh, negative effect in the Rio Grande Valley and across the border. Um, Del Rio has, is the busiest border patrol sector in the country right now. And they had two aerostats that have already been taken down.
4: So it, it's a tremendous loss for us. And, and it, it, it doesn't make any sense.
1: Why would you do that right now? It, it just doesn't make any sense. It does not. And at a time right now where the border is downright dangerous. Here's a little more from Chris Cabrera. It's going to make our country less safe. It's going to make the smuggler's job a lot easier. And it's going to make uh, them bringing in their contraband, especially fentanyl, so much
4: easier because now they hold the advantage and we it as a severe disadvantage.
1: That is stunning. Why would our president do this? And boy, this just fuels Some of the comments that we heard the other day from Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Remember, President Biden did a State of the Union address. In the address, it was 73 minutes long. He spends about a minute talking about the border. He spent about a minute talking about China, which is really stunning. Those are huge issues. And this is what she said, remember, after a State of the Union address. And think about it now at a time where what he has done with the Chinese balloon, letting it traverse across the country, gather intel, and and basically, then they take it out. Now, this other one, they finally do something. Uh, but it makes you wonder why the timing on this one. And then the fact that he's cutting back our surveillance blimps, our surveillance eyes in the sky. These are ours that are hovering above the border to see people crossing illegally. He's like, no, we're going to take them down. We're going to cut back on that. Does that make any sense to you? To me, that is making us downright dangerous. That is a dereliction of duty. That is shameful. I mean, you're going to make us so vulnerable, the Chinese balloon, and then you're going to make our border uh, less safe. Could it be any more less safe than it already is? And now he's going to make it less safe from the sky. That is shocking. No wonder Sarah Huckabee Sanders said this in the GOP response on Tuesday night. Remember this one? President Biden is unwilling to defend our border, defend our skies and defend our people. He is simply unfit to serve as Commander-in-Chief. Wow, that was a powerful statement. But is he really acting like a Commander-in-Chief right now? This is really scary stuff. Let's go to Ed, line two. Ed, your thoughts about this?
3: I'll tell you, Rita. That guy, Jay, he had it right. He did, and i am got to tell you about him. I'm going to make you laugh. And then I'm going to tell you about what's really happening right now, I think, Okay, Jay, it's uh, back to school. It's Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, you know, they should have ran those. They to should have ran those commies back up to North Korea. And, and then Sam K- K- Kinsley looks at him and goes, that's the most intelligent thing I've ever heard in my life. And, Jay, that was a really good call. And, Rita, okay, right now, everybody's looking up at balloons, uh, let's let our Army Air Corps – well, our dad, our, our dad's had military experience. And uh, my dad was in the Army Air Corps. Your dad got saved by it, I know. And uh, as my Polish-dayish uh, cousin, we're looking at the balloons. It's a big distraction for everybody right now. So is everybody's mind off the border? Is it off Hunter Biden's laptop? Is that what's happening with these balloons? And different- That's
1: an interesting point, Ed. So that this is sort of like a uh- – You know, look over here. Don't look at Hunter and his bank records and the tens of millions of dollars that came in. And but, you know, see, I actually think you're right. It's important that we keep our eyes on everything. But I think also it doesn't look good for Hunter Biden because you're thinking, of course, on the first one, why was he so soft on the first one? Why did he let the balloon go across? And then people go, well, uh, maybe is is he compromised? Is there huge money coming from Hunter that maybe went to other family members. We got to get to the bottom of it because he was so lame on the first one. So in a way, I think I think it hurts him because the more China has some attachment to this, the worse it looks. What are your thoughts, Ed? I think the first one got everybody afraid. Uh, every,
3: there was nobody in America read that didn't know about this balloon. So it 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 skeeved them. It got them afraid and then you're hearing it's collecting intelligence from everywhere, from all our our, uh, our sites on nuclear missile sites. I, I have relatives in Missouri that have a nuclear missile site on their farm, and they get paid for it. Uh, so now you have another balloon coming over, and, and, and it's, it's an entire distraction. And like you said, we have to look at everything. We can't let something distract us. So if you have a mosquito bite, that's what it is. You're itching it. You don't think about anything else with that mosquito bite right now. So are we being controlled by this administration to say, oh, don't look at um, the big guy and don't look at the uh, laptop? No, and, you're right. Uh, by the way, I Bed I,
1: pretty- Ed, I hear you because you're right. Um, uh, maybe there is some ploy behind this. I just think it's going to backfire because I think it's going to want people to know even more why he was so slow on the draw in China. And if it turns out that the second one is tied to China, uh, I would think that Hunter Biden's going to be called in awfully soon, and his bank records subpoena awfully soon. But that, but that's a great point. And Ed, I always love hearing from a fellow great Polish American, and especially uh, the great service of your dad in the U.S. military. Ed, thank you. Always love talking to you. Um, let's go to uh, Russell, line six. Russell, your thoughts about all this? What do you make of this, Russell?
3: Hi, Rita. Um, I'm very concerned. I I used to work in the defense industry, and there was trade publication. It was Aviation Weekly and Space Technology, and uh, they had a podcast and several articles concerning these balloons, and this has been going on for at least four years with balloons flying over Guam, Japan, and Taiwan and India, and all so what do you think's in store?
1: And by the way, I have heard that too. So what do you what do you think is in store with all of this, Russell? And and what do you make of it?
3: Um, it, it's obviously looking to exploit vulnerabilities in our air defense, and I'm concerned that one day the balloons won't be surveillance. There'll be some sort of aggressive payload like uh covid or something in them.
1: Well, that's I agree. That's why we have to absolutely take it seriously cuz you just don't know what's happening. And that's why it's so important to protect our skies. Look, uh Trump came up with Space Force. To his credit, that was really smart. We really need to be using the Space Force even more now. And that's why I also think it's so important on the border too because Who's to say they're not going to bring something across the border? Somebody who nares do well. We have so many gotaways. I gave you the number. Those are the ones they know that illegally cross the border. That doesn't include at least the million or plus that have crossed the border illegally that got away. These are the ones that they processed that are illegal and are in the country. So those people, you know, the gotaways are probably the one who really are wishing to do us harm. And the fact that suddenly that number I just said about eight hundred percent increase in chinese nationals that's really weird the timing of all this uh i think there's just something really uh really disconcerting going on right now that is so important let's go to rob line seven rob your thoughts what do you make of all this rob
3: good evening Rita. how are you
1: i'm good but i am concerned because i i feel like this president uh has really been derelict in protecting the homeland skies and the border
3: absolutely he's in a competent moron and I'll tell you something else. Why is McCarthy taking his time to send out subpoenas to have him testify before Congress? Why is he taking so long?
1: And who are you talking about, Hunter, or who are you talking about?
3: Both. The, the, the old man and
4: Hunter.
1: Well, the old man, the president, who I assume you're referring to, because, boy, is he an old man. And he seemed like a real old man this week during the State of the Union. He was fumbling and bumbling. Um, it, it takes a little bit more, because when you're dealing with the president— Usually he, you know, it takes quite a bit to be able to subpoena a president and the president can fight it tooth and nail. Hunter, however, can't really fight it tooth and nail um, as much. He will, uh, but it it can't as much. And I think um, I think they do have to hurry up pronto. However, what they may be doing is gathering information because, you know, when you get a bite at the apple, you want to make sure you have as much information in front of you. And they may be trying to get some phone records and bank records and those things first. If I were them, I'd get that first before they get Hunter Biden and say, "Okay, well, what does this transfer mean? And now X amount of money went into this bank account. Is this your bank account? I want to remind you, Hunter Biden, you're under oath. Uh, Is this your father's bank account? Is this uh, your uncle's bank account? Is this your bank account? Again, you're under oath. You know, I mean, you can see, but you want to have the, the facts sitting right in front of you. So I think they're probably trying to get all that information first, Bob, you know, Rob, and then they're going to go uh, probably full throttle. I Boy, that's going to be must-see TV when Hunter Biden, because Hunter Biden is not going to be able to escape that. The president would love for that uh, to be escaped, but that ain't going to be escaped. one 800 And we're going to continue, everybody, with your calls. How vulnerable has President Biden made us? Now that you're hearing, boy, first of all, how slow he was on the first Chinese balloon. Now we got the second object. And now we're finding out that he's scaling back on our blimps. These are the surveillance blimps. These are U.S. blimps that are coming through our southern border, like over the border on the U.S. side, obviously. But they're able to see both sides of the border. And there's only 12 of them. And the president's scaling back on them because he wants to cut back on their... And yet he wants to increase funds for migrants coming through, for processing, wants to increase those who will help give them blankets, hotel rooms, all that other stuff. And he wants to get rid of our eyes on the sky. Is this president caring about our security or what? 1-800-848-9222.
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show.
1: We are talking about our president cutting back on our own surveillance balloons at the border. And now we know it took him eight days to get rid of the spy balloon that China sent over the U.S. Does this guy think about national security? Who is advising him? And doesn't he understand that his first responsibility is to be commander and chief and to keep the homeland safe? So then he shoots down this object, and now he's trying to look like he's some big tough guy. Meanwhile, he's making our border even more less safe, if that's possible. That's a stunner. one 800 one let us go to Mike. Line 8. Mike, your thoughts about what this is all about. Go ahead.
11: I don't read it. Yeah, you know, the the Democratic Party gave China all their nuclear technology secrets from the Clintons to the Obamas, and Michelle's running for president. So this is nothing but a blame game with the documents and the uh, uh, balloons. Now they could say, well, we didn't give China nothing. It's it's it was the balloons they picked up on the information. It was the loose documents that were here and there. We oh. didn't give it. We didn't hand it over.
1: But but you know what? That's an interesting point. In other words, uh, we didn't help them. They just somehow picked it up uh, as they were traversing and, and getting as much information over our secret sites. Because, by the way, you know, in Afghanistan, too, they left like, what is it, uh, 80 billion dollars worth of equipment behind. And the Taliban apparently gave it. To or sold it to China and the reverse engineering. So there's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, that's a really interesting theory, Mike. You may be onto something, my friend. Uh, good call. Very, very interesting. Let's go to Steve on live one. Steve, your thoughts about this?
10: Well, with regards to the balloon, I think this is uh, like a case of firefighter arson where a firefighter wants to get attention or. Uh, become a hero, so he sets a fire, and then he's the first one to put it out. And that's kind of akin to what I think uh, may have happened here with the balloon. I think that in order for Biden to try to save face, we actually threw a balloon up there and told Biden, go get it. So it was our balloon. That's why nobody's claiming uh, responsibility for the balloon uh no foreign governments complaining about it we put the balloon up there Biden shot it down to try to save face with the american Steve, public you Thanks. make
1: it sound like it's like a like a ball of catch with like a dog you know here go get the go get the balloon like someone just got to throw it up in the sky and then rover is supposed to go take it down you know but but i you know he needed some sort of a victory i'm not sure if uh, getting um a device That's over Alaska when he didn't do the first one. That was much bigger if that's a victory. But I think he'll take anything. I'm not sure about the rover technique, but it's an interesting theory. You never know. Let's go to Ernie, line two. Ernie, your thoughts about this. Go ahead,
9: Ernie. Hi, how you doing, Rita? Uh, Yeah, I heard one of the callers since I've been on hold about, you know, uh, if, if this balloon had a virus or something in it and they shot it down so quick, the second one, you know, there's, like, no knowledge behind, you know, what what was involved with it. And, you know, I, I don't think he likes this country. I, I haven't heard him say. I don't listen to him every day when he talks. But I haven't heard him say it. I heard Trump say he loved America. I don't think I've heard Biden ever say it.
1: You know? uh, yeah, who was it, Michelle Obama, who said uh, when she got in office um, with her husband, obviously, she's like, oh, I, for now, I am proud of my country. It's the first time. Um, but yeah. but But some of the things he does— And, you know, I don't like to question someone's loyalty, but I like to I don't mind questioning their ability. And his ability has been zilch here, Ernie. I mean, it is shocking how lack of uh, security minded he is and how vulnerable he has made this country. And for him to scale back at our southern border right now of all times uh, and want to spend more money for processing migrants, uh, that to me is a stunner. And that is downright shameful. and there's something really fishy up. I can't wait for the GOP to start hauling and hunter and everybody else. Can't wait for that one.